Hi, and welcome back to the 100th episode of the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in in the design world sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen. I have branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Yes. Did you plan for your headphones to match your blouse? I did not, but it's I do like this color. match. <laughs> Too bad we're not on video. Yeah, but she's wearing stripes. I am wearing for stripes. For the 100th episode, she's wearing oh, stripes. It's very subtle. I'm not wearing but... any animal print, but I'm wearing camo. Yes, that's true. That counts. It's a version. Camo for you counts. And a floral dress for you, which is also your fave. Well, it yeah. is a dress. Well, that's true. <laughs> we're, we're, all in, we're all in, yes. Um, so what are we doing special today, Caroline, for our guys, 100th episode? We have quite the agenda we do. for today planned. So we are going to kind of talk through some of our best tips that we've learned over the last 100 episodes mm-hmm. and um, even play a few of them for you. We're going to have little excerpts so you can hear the tips from our guests. Yes, this will be very informative for yes, sure. Yes, we hope so. Well, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't promise Taryn just yet, okay? It'll be no, good. I'm but then we also thought we would kind of talk a little bit in – just the three of us in the beginning about just the show and what we've learned and why we started and how we started and um and then we have other a couple other silly things that we might do too okay okay that's great so caroline why did you why did we why are we doing this caroline whose idea was this the 100th episode of the podcast no no. podcast the podcast okay so i basically just got to be in my bonnet about a podcast. I love sometimes how you talk like an 80-year-old lady. <laughs> a bee in my bonnet. <laughs> but I, okay, well, this would probably have been like two or three years ago. And I was just, you know, I love decorating and love learning about it, reading books, whatever. And I was trying to find a podcast that was about decorating because well, I recently. Because you're a big podcast listener yes. too, right? Mm-hmm. I had recently started listening to podcasts and I just could not find a good decorating one. You know, I either felt like they were, they just, you know, weren't what I was looking for. I just right. couldn't find the right one. And so um, I basically started just talking at Ballard about how we needed one. And I pretty much would tell anyone that would listen. And she kind of harassed us yes. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I was like, what's a podcast? I don't even know. Yeah, That's true. Most people didn't did not listen to podcasts. Which is why I think we were able to do it. Because nobody knew what it was. So yes. nobody was really watching. So we're like, well, let's just try it. Nobody will listen. It'll be fine. You know, 300,000 downloads later. Yeah. <laughs> People are listening. Oh, way more than that. Way more than yes. that? Yes. Oh, don't tell me I'll get scared. Yeah. So I think that someone was just like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. No one, yeah, no one will listen. So just do it. And so here we are. Here we are. And yes. somehow we've like been on trips to record the podcast. Yes. We've had like... Amazing guests. Amazing guests. Like, I've been seriously starstruck, I think, by some of um, some I mean, the talent. Yeah. Definitely Miles Red, the first time we interviewed Miles. I just, I think I might have been like drooling. I was just Did like, you just sit and stare. I don't even know what to say to you because I'm so. Oh my I don't gosh. Know, that was all. me with Alexa Hampton. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I've known about you my whole life and I don't know how to like not Talk. be awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was me and India Hooks. It was embarrassing. Yeah. That was an embarrassment um, to all of us. Sorry. And you know what? I think overall, <laughs> I feel like everyone has been so 
So kind. Yeah, I've been. Well, the funny yeah. thing though is that they're all just as nervous. I mean, that's true. most of them sit down and they're like, is, "Oh, I'm never, uh, this is so. Uh, is this live? Yeah. So, oh, you cut out all of my awful verbal clutter, and we're like, yeah. oh, you'll be fine. Just yeah. sit down and talk.' And then at the end, they're like, "Oh, that was so fun. That's fun. Let yeah. me come back and do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of why this show started. And at the time, all the three of the three of us were all working together on book build, and I could just tell that we all three had we have very different tastes and i just felt like this is the right group you know good synergy i don't know why it just like taryn karen and me it'll be perfect so here we are (laughs) yeah perfect ish (laughs) but i will say that i preparing for this episode and kind of listening back to some of my favorite um guess i listened to some early episodes i don't know if y'all have listened to any early episodes recently very painful it was some of them are are hard to get through well thanks for sticking with us if yes. you got through some of the really bad ones true i just feel like Absolutely. we have we have gotten really bad? better at it you know in the beginning it was more um well i can definitely hear a difference between the intro now that i've said the intro a hundred times mm-hmm. probably the only main like cringe cringiness mm-hmm. it was just i hadn't because okay guys i'm the one recording this yeah like, <laughs> we don't have a producer i don't yeah. know what i'm doing and i certainly didn't then you I, do d- now. I do now okay yeah at first but, we didn't know how to use a soundboard oh god actually wait our first i'm trying to think i think the first time we actually recorded we used we one mic we couldn't record we, we used, did like, use one mic. mic i think we used we one did mic. use one mic yeah now we've graduated bad. three mics. Yes. We have a soundboard. Caroline yes. has someone who helps her edit. Yes. But it's really just the three of us. Yeah. So it's, Pretty much. it's down and dirty operation. And we still wing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Yes. But I think that what's, it's that's genuine. what makes the show. Yes, that's true. Authentic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the buzzword of the yes. moment. So, yeah, I feel like we've hit a groove. Definitely. We've just had so many people. And, I mean, again, we've had architects. We've had designers. We've had... Stylists, know, photographers. Yeah. yeah. Fabric designers. And, yeah, it's just like I feel like we've given you guys tips on so many random things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's a lot of us, like, giggling and very off topic. Yes. Um, but it's definitely, like... It's very inspirational. Yes. Yeah. For us. For I mean, us. Yeah. We're in the industry and we see a lot of stuff every day. But it's so... So fun to talk to people who are outside of our four walls, mm-hmm. who have a different take on everything that we can kind of, you know, glom onto some of their creativity and suck yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's like hearing them talk about it. It just it's I don't know. I, yeah, I've just learned so much. And I feel like the my confidence in decorating has definitely improved. I don't know. Well, hopefully our listeners yeah. as well. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because we are here basically yes. to be a resource. Yes. That's why we ask you to send in your questions and, you know, email us and we'll help you with whatever we can. And we try to find people who can address topics that we hear about over and over and find people that um, do design that we feel like is high quality and um, mm-hmm. that are willing to share their knowledge. Mm-hmm. So that's really what we do. And a variety of styles and, you know, levels. Like some are like really the cream of the crop. Super high end. And then some are like up and coming like new talents which i think is kind of fun because there's such a sometimes they say very similar things and sometimes they have totally different perspectives which i think is cool yeah yeah true guys who if you could hire any interior designer the budget was that unlimited that we've that we've had on the show okay yes. so unlimited budget yes any designer i can have anyone all right, I'm going to wait. I have, we have the list printed. I'm going to look down. This is actually really, really hard. It is yeah, quite difficult, to be I honest. I wish I could have so many. A- any of them? Yeah, true. Right, I would <laughs> take it. Okay. I will take all of you. Beggars um, can't be choosers. Therefore, I will. <laughs> yes. 
Um, oh my gosh. Just going down this list, I'm just, just like hard. want to visit everyone again. Caroline must have one because this is her question. Caroline, who do you pick? No, there are several, honestly, that okay. I would. I mean, okay. I freaking love Ashley Whitaker. I love her style. I just love everything she said about color. And I love the way she's antiques, but they're so playful. I just, mm-hmm. I love her. Absolutely. And then Tilton Fenwick, I think is amazing. I would like, I loved Susan Farrier. She mm-hmm. just blew me away in person. Mm-hmm. I probably would want a little bit more color. Um, but and I just, Susan? I would love to just give her carte blanche and watch, watch her. It, Matt. D- watch yeah. the magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want Gil Schaefer to build my home. Oh, Ooh. heck yeah. 100%. Yes, yes, yes. I want Lee Ledbetter. Oh, I want Lee Ledbetter. I felt like y'all were like vibing. I'm in love with him. Yeah. Do you think he knows it? Yes. <laughs> we were both very effusive when we talked to him. <laughs> Lee, I love you. Yeah, I would love to hire him to to build my next Your retirement home. home? My <laughs> retirement home, yes. The home into which I will retire <laughs> one day. Oh, my gosh. Or to live in a Nancy Braithway home. <sighs> so Remember she was all talking about the power. You have to have a power statement in every room. Yeah. I just told that to a friend the other day. I was like, you need, like... Like, see all the stuff I've absorbed. If y'all are listening, y'all will be little knowledge, knowledge nuggets too. Um, <laughs> Listen, um, that's that's my choice. I can't pick a designer. I can't. It's too too many too good people. You know who I also just want to be best friends with is Fran Keenan. I think she is so cute and fun, and I she would love to just like design with her. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. be her client because I think she's awesome. I don't know if every industry is like this, but I have to say, like everyone we've had on has been great. Yeah, you know, nice and funny and kind and gracious, and um, you know, come visit me or come to my house or come see me or yes. you know, invite me for them. dinner. Yeah, I mean, is that like it is in every industry? Because I don't, I can't, it can't be. These people yeah. are so friendly and kind. Yeah, it's been really fun Maybe to get to know them because they're in the service time. industry. Technically, you know what I mean. They, yeah. A lot of them say that that they're in the service industry. They are there to, you know, work for a client. Yeah. Um, so I also feel like it's a very, um, like it's a good community. Like they so many, each other. yeah, mm-hmm. so many of our guests have been like, you know, who else you should have? You should have this person, or oh my god, oh, I love gosh, their yeah. work, and they're. It's like very. It's not like super competitive. Everyone is like friendly with each other. Right. Well, it was funny. I was watching a panel, um, and it had Mary McDonald, Susan Castler, and Thomas O'Brien on it. And Thomas O'Brien was saying, he was like, I had these people that came in, and they everything they kept showing me was Suzanne Castler. He's like, you know what? Maybe you should call Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here with me? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, referring them to the right people too. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, each one has their own look too. That's what's like so great. To, like if you even pull up all their stuff, you like will totally find your vibe. Yeah. You know? Okay, yeah. so y'all never answer the question. I don't oh. have one. I don't know. I think I also love Melanie Turner. I yeah. feel oh like, my like, God, yes. She's great with, this, you know, like statement color. And she loves black. That's and what I'm thinking. She's got a good Instagram. I think that's what I'm thinking. We I do would... have a girl crush on her too. I do. Okay. She's fabulous. Actually, you know what? I, if Melanie went to design my dream Alice speech home, <laughs> I would be fine with that. Okay. <laughs> you need yeah. a couple houses. Um, I can't pick one. You can't make me. This is, yeah, this is I mean, really fun. I mean, Taryn, you hard. wouldn't pick Miles. 
Oh my god. And Dave and Kai, you wouldn't? I pretty much did. I painted my bathroom right That's after true. he told me what to do. Like yeah. I That's so true. in a way I hired him just <laughs> free. For free. Free advice. I totally used my platform. Yes. <laughs> oh man, this is yeah, so hard. Well. Okay. So many well, good people. Okay, that. well, great. I answered it. That was the hardest but I had, question. Like, five I hope it's downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should just sort of talk about oh, see, I just said it. I feel like Oh. What? You want to talk about our best and worst reviews? Should we? Oh, man. That's the one thing I learned about myself. I don't like a negative review. (laughs) It's so hard to read, you guys. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we want this to be the best it possibly can be, right? We try to be professional. We try to make this helpful and great and a wonderful representation of the company that we work for that we all love, Ballard Designs. Um, So, man, it is hard. It is hard to read a negative review that specifically calls you out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. not easy. Yeah, we've had some doozies. Maybe we should read one or two. <laughs> Karen, do you have one in mind you want to read? No. I feel like this is like, um, My what pet is it? peeve. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, like, um, you know, Jimmy Fallon does that thing where it's like celebrities read mean tweets. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you think she'll cry? No, I'm just worried Don't Karen's make me not, cry. like. Remember that good one made Taryn cry? The good oh, ones, yeah. as bad as the bad ones are, the good ones are 20,000 times better. They're yes. really nice. The people take the time, because usually people take the time when they're unhappy yes. to write something. So when someone mm-hmm. takes the time to write something lovely and positive, it really means a lot. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. I think that working in our industry, we know that, that the bad feedback is like a lot of times way more in volume than the good feedback that doesn't necessarily mean that all the feedback is bad you know what i'm saying yeah because people only complain people only write a review when they have a complaint like you said hopefully not only i mean but sometimes yes well more more often yeah because that's like your channel yes. for change mm-hmm. right yes that's why i always try to review restaurants after say in i love it ways or yes. yelp i'm very good about it Oh, you yes. are, Taryn. Yes. You're a role model. I just tried a new restaurant this week and wrote one. See? Told you. <laughs> I try to keep the good people up. No, that's good. That's a good I I don't, and I should. Yeah. Read us a bad review. <sighs> okay. Uh-huh. Karen wants the bad first. Uh-huh. Well, one of them. Constructive did- <laughs> or just bad? <laughs> we have good um, rating. We have like 4.7 or 4.8 stars or something. Thank what? you. Oh, what, looking at Caroline's face, looking at this review breaks my heart. This one's the title of it. Karen just really sucks. says it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says like too many likes is the title of the oh. review. So I bet you can guess where that one's going. <laughs> uh-huh. What? I don't know. I cannot get past all the like verbiage that is used in almost every sentence. The main host also ends every statement with an upward lift that suggests she is asking questions instead of issuing statements. <laughs> I'm just mad that you're the main host. Yeah. What makes you the main host? What? Did you say the intro? Who does she think she is? Uh, first off, we can all host. I can we all host. uplift a sentence. <laughs> Reviews aside, I had to stop reading them because kind of yes. hurt my feelings and so i just try to do my best and bring the best out of the guest and not say a lot of curse words yes and smile good plan see but here is what would actually help our podcast guys what for what? you to go leave a five-star review <gasps> you mean me personally <laughs> no <laughs> i feel like karen you've probably already done that under I an alias i don't think <laughs> but can i 
Um, but no, I actually, if people would leave a review, that would be awesome yes. because it does help people find our show and get more listeners yeah. so that we can take more trips and go find cooler talent and, you know, all that yeah. good stuff. Let's Make the it. show even better and bigger. Karen, well, mm-hmm. here you go. What, Here what is you, a good one that uh, was written June 27th. Oh, really? Love this podcast. Five stars. My absolute favorite podcast. Dot, dot, dot. What's so bu- Yep. So bummed. I'm totally caught up. Aw. Now I look forward to Tuesdays. See? Yay. Aww. Somebody loves listening to us Tuesday morning. That's Thank sweet. you. Thank I, you. And what's their name? Nina. 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 Thanks, Nina. See? Look. Divine Decor- Decoration Podcast. For novices and experts. I could, That's a good one. See, this podcast has opened up my eyes to the world of decorating and has been a critical source of inspiration as I've been working on a house remodel of my first home. Love their varied guests and hilarious stories. It's a must listen. Awesome. Oh, that's sweet. Yay. See. Lo- the next one's another one. Karen, June 2019 is your month of is reviews, it? girl. <laughs> Love the Ballard Gals. I look forward to Tuesdays to hear the Ballard Gals new podcast. I think you guys should have a vlog and vlog ta- vlog a video log. It's like a blog, like but a on blog video. but video. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And you're younger than me. <laughs> you know, I also don't like the capital V next to the L vlog. All right, okay. and tape shows at different locations, including your stores, buying trips, factory visits, and designers' homes and studios. That's Cindy, a fun idea. That is my dream job. Thank you. All right, we'll work on it. Yeah. See, this, there you go. All right, that's enough that positivity. Was a good one. I'm, yeah. I'm now uplifted. Okay, good. I feel good okay. now. We want you to be. There's one good. that's titled literally The Best. Oh. Five stars. I'm nice. not going to read it to you. There okay. is one that says Giggling Schoolgirls. But with that's one a fair star. criticism. Yeah. We do giggle a lot, but sorry if our guests are funny. What are we supposed to do? Not laugh at them? Tamp it down. I, I do laugh more than I do anything else. That's true. That's not true. Okay, Taryn, you always keep us on track. That's right. That's true. Someone said, found my people. Yes. That's oh, that made you cry. I'm going to cry again. <laughs> Guys, there are some positive ones. Thank all you right. to all yes. of you. Thank you for listening. And seriously, there are some people that have been listening since the beginning. And for that, oh, thanks we so appreciate much, you it. Yay. I think we should talk through some of the best tips that we've learned over the episode. And we're going to kind of talk a little bit about what the tip was and, you know, kind of talk about the subject. But we'll also play some little excerpts from Mm. the show that we're talking about because that way you can kind of hear a lot of the tips all in one place. Okay. I love this. It's like if you need to catch up real quick, episode 100. Do it. There you go. Okay, Taryn, you start. Do you have a favorite tip that you've learned? Um, I feel like I use so, so many of, like, every day now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just we, part of your lifestyle at this point, huh? Yes. I really do feel like we learned so much. Um, some of my favorites, I wrote them down because that's what I do, as you all know. <laughs> um, I did write about, again, as you know, I loved Gil Schaefer and how in his book, even for me, too, when he was talking about the outside landscape planning, too, and he talked about how he used bushes and borders to create even like rooms outside that mm-hmm. he used in a 
like, you know, this was the dining room, quote unquote, of outside. And so he had a table there and chairs and um, and the way it kind of helps people when they're outside, too, to know where to stand and like how to congregate. Um, I loved that just because I was like, I've never even thought about how what am I telling my guests to do when they go outside? Like, right. how am I in with my space showing them how to use it? Right. Um, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I also loved how he talked. I just a fact, which was that LED color needs to be between or 2700 to 2800 color temp and you have to have a um dimmer dimmer, dimmer. dimmer. i learned that's what you the, installed your own dimmer didn't you i did after one you guys like it's not again, hard but again that was We've, something here that you guys were like what and i was like oh i need dimmers yeah and so i got them and it is it's such a game changer in our living room and it made me like my lights so much more um also draperies to the ceiling like mm-hmm. go as high as you can mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. like don't place your furniture all hitting every single wall. Oh, it yeah. looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You need to have a place to put a drink at all times mm-hmm. um, or as a guest. And when you make little group seatings, like there needs to be a place that everyone can put a drink and right. then people can talk. That you can reach. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to be able to reach it without like really arms moving. Like, which, mm-hmm. okay, think about your arm. It's what, like, mm-hmm. let's say 24 inches, inches? Well, at max. That's all you are, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, you can't go further than that, you know? Right. Make it um, easy. One of the things that I have been, that I recently, um, and I might have talked about this on a trial or triumph, I can't remember, but I loved, really loved Susan Ferrier's episode. I just, the way that she talked about um, sort of situating furniture in front of um, windows and making a view stronger by putting furniture in or on it. Mm-hmm. In and, front of the window, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was interesting. I loved the way she talked about it. And I also really liked how she talked about using banquettes and mixing dining chairs and how important that is for helping your dining room feel more cozy. Like by having different types of seating, it it breaks it up and makes it feel more like – what is – I can't remember what exactly she said. We'll play the excerpt, but uh-huh. – um, Basically, she just said if you sometimes if you have like a really long dining table and they all have the same chair, then it feels more like a conference room. And you don't right. want it to feel so formal. You want it to be a little more um, cozy. And so a banquette is a good way. Aren't to you do doing that. that in your home now? Yeah, like exactly. You're using. Yeah, exactly. So after like right when when we were interviewing her is when sort of when we were um, I was sort of like dreaming up our new house and that honestly was the conversation where I was like, okay, I like, this is all making sense. I need to turn this big window, which our dining room sits in front of, and it's like all behind it is all green. I need to really make this like the power statement to use what Nancy Braithwaite said. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to make this like the power statement. So I have this huge, well, it's not that huge, but like this really statement chandelier and I'm going to have a banquette along the back. Well, it's not really banquette, I guess. It's like a A bench. Yeah. It's it's bench with like a little slight wing seats too and so i think together those two things will really make it like a strong statement at the end of the room honestly you want it to look like a home with personalities there's many personalities that exist in a home and when you put the same chair um around a table then it gets more Mm business-like and it's not quite as comfortable i do love banquettes for two reasons number one my clients love them Nine times out of 10, if you said, what's the top five things that you want in your house? Always, it appears, a banquette really? will, will be on that list because they're so snuggly and they're cozy. Um, and it's the ultimate have your back up against the wall 
So a lot of people have that protected safe space. Mm -hmm. But in a practical sense, a banquette will allow you to put more people at a table because you don't have to have that three feet of circulation space behind uh, the chair. So you can mush it up closer. Yeah. So it's just, it's. I want to say it's a function of greed. You want <laughs> to be able to get as many people as possible around your table. I have begun to think a lot more about how my exterior makes my interior feel. And I think that started when we were talking to Pappas Myron. So those two girls who I think I was shoving in questions about my basement, of course. And she was saying, oh, well, you know what? I really like that idea of that color um, of the blue on your walls um, transitioning out to the green of the pool and the blue in the pool. And I was like, oh, 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 I should be thinking about what you see through the windows as well, because it's part of, it's almost like art on a wall. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it takes up a major space on the wall. And and how do I, do I need to frame that or do I need to cover it? Or so that yeah. was a big kind of awakening for me to think about and how that transitions. Like when you walk from my inside to my outside, how does that work um, together? You know, yeah. how do they complement each other? So that's been big for me. I also loved, Brian McCarthy um, spoke to how he has Clients gather, they'll take the images of all the products that they either have or want to keep or want to purchase and kind of literally takes all those images and prints them out. And you can kind of see if they're cohesive and they work together. He speaks to it better than I am. But it, it was great just kind of listen how you can plan a room by even just taking all those images and setting them together and being like, okay, do these, does this work together? Does this not work together? I, I'll tell you a, it's not even a trick. It's so basic. But because I go through this in my office all the time with, with younger people, younger decorators, which is to, if you have images of the things that you want to assemble in a room and you, you are trying to think through what works and what doesn't work, lay them down, look at it all together, arrange it in some way on a tabletop, just the images, and sort of put them as they relate to each other and look at it all together. And you can have things that are very different, but they need to have some language that they're speaking to each other that works. And if you start to move things around that way, it's it will help you from making mistakes. You will learn a lot from just, you know, how you um, put these combinations together or compose. Let's let's call it it's a composition in a room, um, you know, how you might relate things. And it's it's an easy thing to do. It takes no time and it's and it really will save you from making mistakes. That's come up a couple times of, you know, I guess it's that mood board thing, but you talk mm -hmm. about it too, Caroline, putting the pictures together, mm -hmm. whether, and you said that you do it sometimes with, if you know you have like a bow front chest, you don't have an exact picture of it, yep. but you go online and you find something like it, and then you're using it in your, you know, your visual board so that when you're putting it all together, you can tell, is yep. it going to be pretty? Do I like mm -hmm. all this together? Or is this a little yeah boring or too much or, Yeah. I think it helps. I think it's helpful, especially if you struggle with envisioning a space. You mm -hmm. know, I think some people can just do that naturally. But um, it might also help when you're trying to convince a spouse, right? Yes. Which you just yeah. did for your house, right? Yes. And Will has, like, an amazing imagination, and he can usually envision it. And he is, like, really game for some stuff. But sometimes if I'm really trying to, like, Ill you know, kind of – not it. talk him into something, but like try to convey what I'm saying. It just helps to have a picture. And if he's like, I don't really understand how, you know, that chair works with it, then I'll show him the picture and be like, see, this is how it goes. And it, then it, it gets it. Yeah, it. yeah, he gets it. 
For sure. You know, it was funny when we had Stephen Brooke Giannetti on the show. I actually really liked their um, advice for, you know, trying to, like, sell your spouse. You know, we talk about this a lot about husbands, which, you know, not to be like – not that everyone has difficulty trying to talk their husbands into stuff, but I thought that their advice was so good and diplomatic. And basically – I don't know if you all remember, but basically they just said – help them learn, like take them somewhere to experience and like get their buy-in by you being flexible uh-huh. and also like teaching them and like maybe take them somewhere. I, I just help them fall in love. Yeah. I feel like uh-huh. so easy. So often you might assume that a designer would be like, oh, we'll just like do it anyways, which is probably what the three of us would do. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but I just thought that was really good advice. Like, okay, yes. Like, I think a lot of times, show them. Yeah, yeah show if you them. if you aren't on board with the idea, it may just be because you don't understand. You know, you don't know yet mm-hmm. what the other possibilities are. Or, or do what Alexa Hampton does. Yes, right. Ask your spouse where where have I seen your work? Oh my god, <laughs> oh. that was the best line. That, best line ever. Yeah. <laughs> god, I wish funny. I wish I could use that line. Yeah. <laughs> of course, then, you haven't but, seen mine work yeah, anywhere either. So exactly. yeah. <laughs> um. Well, what are – oh, okay. Do you have any other tips that you've loved? I mean, there. I feel like there are recurring themes yes. that have come up again and again and again with our hosts. Mm-hmm. I mean, not our hosts, our guests. Um, you know, whether it's proportion. You know, what do people struggle with the most? Proportion or room layout or mm-hmm. – um, Mm-hmm. What what should we invest our money in? You know, upholstery that you're going to sit on every day. Mm-hmm. Or- you know, there were two people in particular that I think of when we talk about that, like investing question. And one of them, and this is so my mantra, and it was from Rachel Cannon. And she said that her mom used to always say, haste makes waste. And I totally, like that. that's how I shop. I would rather you know, wait five years and get like exactly the thing I want, even though it seems like really a big splurge versus like buying three things that I only sort of like that are just like placeholders. Right. And you only sort of like them. Yeah. You know? And it's sort of you're mm-hmm. sort of disappointed as you. And they never look good. Experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We it, do hear that one a lot. The what is it? Buy right, buy once. What is the. Yeah. It's Caroline's dad. Well, I can afford Miles, to buy the best ones. Yeah. That's what my dad said. Miles also said something like, um, buy the best and you only cry once. There we go. That's right. (laughs) Bingo. I feel like others have used a very Mm -hmm. similar line too. Or trying to, you know, shoehorn something that you Mm -hmm. bought on sale into a room. Or you've talked, we've heard designers who are like, oh, people show up with like, oh, I bought this sofa at a clearance sale. Make it work. Or these three sofas. And they're like, uh, you know, that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then you've just wasted money. You think you save, but you're not saving. You're wasting. Another thing that Rachel Cannon said, which I thought was, I doubt very many people do this. I mean, designers would. But she said that your floor plan will tell you what you should buy. Mm -hmm. So do not decorate your room without first coming up with a floor plan. Right. Just it's I think that's smart for your whole house. And then keep a list somewhere, I think, on your phone that's like, all right, I need a console this dimension. I need a a side table that's this dimension. I need a Mm -hmm. lamp that's this dimension. Because you never know where you're Mm going to be and what you're going to see. And and I also think that idea of keeping an open mind about what you're buying. So it's not, don't be like, all right, a console that looks like this. No, Mm -hmm. I need a console that's this dimension. Maybe something amazing that you never would have thought of Mm -hmm. will fall into your lap. And then you're like, oh, oh, this will work. 
Um, that was something that Matthew Carter talked a little bit about that, which I thought was so interesting because a lot of times um, when we've talked to designers, they talk so much about planning and, you know, everything is like just so, and they plan it down to the, you know, nth degree. Um, and like Suzanne even talks about planning it down to the freaking um, trash can in the mm-hmm. bath in the powder room. Um, and But Matthew Carter was talking about how he really likes to leave spaces in his plan for like things that come up that he just yeah mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. yes pieces that he'll mm-hmm. just see while he's out that he's just like oh this is perfect right um and i thought that was interesting too right mm-hmm. so maybe i feel like you could do all, all almost like a mix of both right make plan. a plan and then take your time yeah and it doesn't have to be done right away right you know and everyone talks about i, I don't think there's been a single guest who hasn't talked about how your home is supposed to be an expression of you you know, we t- our mm-hmm. our mantra at work is unleash your inner decorator because we all have, mm-hmm. you know, some level of something bubbling around in there and we want to nurture it and help it come out and help it find its voice. Well, you know, we don't want your house to look like your house to look like your house. And they shouldn't. They should be mm-hmm. a reflection of you. And so many of those designers have said, you know, I'm just trying to make this house look like my client yeah. and reflect their taste because it, it doesn't need to look like me. Mm-hmm. That's right. no fun. That's no good. That's boring. Mm-hmm. So to make it really... You can't do that immediately. I think it takes yeah, time yeah. to build a home that looks like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and remembering how you live. I think that's been like the oh, yes. eye-opening thing to me too. Is it's not even just a you know we see these beautiful images and we don't we get so stumped on how can we do it. And again, it's how do you live? How how are you using a space? How how does your family live? How you know? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. And I feel like every single person has discussed mm-hmm. how they always start with that. They really get to dive into who they are and. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, I Agreed. feel like that's always yeah. Do you need a dining room? Do you yeah. ever entertain? You know, yeah. why yeah. do you have it? Like Lisa Mendy, she said, I'm putting a billiard table in my dining room. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we have now. You know, and she's like, it's great. This, the family hangs out in there. We yeah. didn't hang out in there The neighbors before. come over, I think she yeah. said. And, why would we do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Why would we have rooms that we don't use? Right. So. And Meg Braff talked about um, just like mixing fabrics. And I loved how she, you know, repetition makes it intentional. That's um, so true. Yeah. And that helps, again, throughout the home to, again, whatever that repetition is that does make you feel. Um, I loved that. And she also gives you yeah. a shades and lighting lesson in her episode, too, which was. Lighting so important. Yes. That's something that comes up every, oh every single time. The lighting yeah. thing. You know, oh I gosh. feel like we haven't asked the pet peeve question in a while oh, to yeah. our most recent guests. But I think it's because we were getting the same lighting. Lighting. Like the same three things. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like or, or rug islands. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> a big islands. one. Get floor, bigger rugs than you think you need people. Floor plans or everything or Floor layouts, wait, mm-hmm. furniture layouts, that's the word, where mm-hmm. everything is like pushed against the walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paint, that was one thing that um, Nikki, I, I think everyone said, but Nikki Clendon, Clendening, 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 extra. Nikki Clendening stated, and again, how paint fixes a lot and it makes big impacts. Again, yeah. if you're like super budget and you want, you need a change, like like instant pizzazz, go paint. Mm-hmm. It is a very instant. I do feel like it's the thing people just agonize over so much paint. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys hear that from your friends? I do. Mm-hmm. My neighbors, my friends, mm-hmm. people just are obsessed. struggling with a paint yeah. color. Yeah, I'm like, just throw yeah. something up there and try it. <laughs> well, the, but on the flip side, sometimes I feel like people don't put enough thought into mm-hmm. paint uh-huh. colors. Sometimes, uh-huh. well, Liz, Liz um, Bauer kind of spoke to matching whites in her episode too, right. um, and so, they don't have to match. Yes. Oh my god, right. y'all! This I loved this conversation because I don't know if y'all remember that episode, but I was struggling with 
that question in our nursery when I was decorating that. That's right, your mats yeah, so of your the, art weren't the same white. Mm-hmm. So the frame mm-hmm. was one white, and then the mat was really, once you got it up against the frame, it was really kind of a gray. But then my paper that the watercolor was done on was also white. So it was like three different whites, and I just was like, I cannot see how this white photo or this white watercolor is going to look on this gray frame than when this yeah. is white mat. And she was just like, what? stop. Yeah. Hang just it up. You're going to like yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be fine. And, and I was like, was she right? yes, she was right. And it looked, and, and actually I kind of ended up really liking the grayness of the mat up against the white because it made, I don't know, it was just like a good dimension. But mm-hmm. um, are you hanging them in your new house? Yes, but we can't find them. <laughs> I think they're in some box we haven't unpacked yet. So that's where they are. <laughs> but yes, they will be hung up there actually. Um, and what about, we've learned to always make, like paint a big board, move it around your house. Yes. Oh yeah, to pick your paint color. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh, let me look at the list. It was our amazing kitchen designer in Charlotte um, who said. Amy Vermillion. Amy Vermillion, who said, um, do two boards and put them together, like make a 90 degree so that you can see how the colors and she curves it too. Yeah, I think. she curves it, and she'll see how they touch. So that you can see how the colors, when they reflect off each other, are going to mm-hmm. look. Because when they're in the room, it's it's not just the color on a board; it's how it's reflecting off of itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. that really makes the color. You know what I've just noticed in our house because we just had it painted, and we had the walls and the trim both done in the same color, but they are different. Um, sheens. Well, the wall, yes, different sheens, but also the walls latex and the trim is oil. Mm. And they look totally different. Interesting. So uh, it's kind of bugs me, but I'm probably not going to do anything about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Right. At this point, I'm like, we just, we have to move. We just got to get We have to girl. move. But um, yeah, the oil one looks a little yellower. So that's kind of annoying, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just can't worry whatever. about it anymore. Um I loved Ashley Whitaker's talk about color, um, and she was talking about how she likes some rooms in the house to be, like, a darker, moodier, and then she likes some rooms to be a little lighter, but a lot of times she'll use the same sort of collection of colors in every room of the house, but she'll choose different um, value values of the color. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that conversation about value versus tone and how that – and I, I just sort of think of that as a good, easy way to – Get out of the trap of matching, uh-huh. you know, and have things looking coordinated but not perfectly matched. Yeah, it's hard to do a whole house. I really feel like people struggle to do rooms in different colors without it looking like a circus show. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to do it. You know, you, you pick a color or a few colors and then just vary the the saturation right. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want a dramatic powder room, you go with the deepest, most saturated version of it. And then, you know, on the ceiling of your living room, it's the absolute lightest version of it. Right, right. Yeah. And then you have tons of fabrics in between all, you know, scattered around. I think it's really about finding a common thread that carries throughout the house. And I think that's what brings a restfulness to color. You're not walking into a room and saying, wow, it's blue. Wow, this is red. Wow, this is yellow. There's a common thread that follows throughout the the course of the house and the course of the rooms. And whether it's like a little bird we picked up in a de Gournay scenic paper, the tail of a bird in this wonderful Prussian blue, you know, we might use that in the library, a lacquered library off of that room. So, so there's a restfulness that kind of comes with it as you transition room to room. And then I think the other thing that's important is, 
you know, even if you're using a splash of color, if it's a, you know, fabulous aubergine wall, you want to see that color in one other place in the room. And, you know, sometimes we'll accomplish that with with flowers and accessories, but just finding that little thread, even within the same room, brings a restfulness to it. So your eye has a place to rest. And I think that's a really important thing in decorating. It's like, where am I where am I stopping? And we call it kind of stopping the madness, which, you know, I think a lot of people do nowadays. There's just sort of a madness to it that it's fun and it's very editorial, but it's not restful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or particularly livable. Or particularly livable. Mm-hmm. That's true. Do you start a palette with a pattern and then pull the colors out of that? Often we do. And again, you know, back to it's being somewhat subconscious. We're not really thinking about it. It's not how I... It is actually how we approach the project, but it's not, you know, front of mind as we start pulling a fabric. We don't say, okay, this is what we're going to take throughout the course of the of the house. But it just kind of happens organically. Mm-hmm. And I think something that's very important in the way that we approach the process is showing the client the whole home from the very beginning. We don't come in and say, this would be pretty in the living room and this would be pretty in the dining room, or, or even sometimes even giving them a lot of choices. Because when you say, do you like this living room or that living room, this dining room or that dining room, you lose your cohesion. So we like to present one house, one scheme for each room, and we've developed a thread that connects the rooms, connects the occupants, the viewers. Um, So I think that's a really, really important part of decorating. And then, you know, not everybody likes every single thing we present, but we've gotten, you know, 85% of it done, and we'll go back and retweak the last 15%. But I think that's a really important thing that we do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it it just kind of tells a story from the very, very beginning. I feel like that's probably something that most people that are doing their own homes don't do that maybe they need to do. Right. I think that's probably a struggle because yeah. people really get caught up on – I was with a friend in the design world last night. She's not a decorator. And she's like, I can't make decisions. And I think it is. It's true. When you're trying to make the one-off decision, it's it's just a little bit harder instead of mm-hmm. looking at a cohesive picture of everything. And then you see how everything plays off of each individual item or piece of furniture or artwork, whatever it is. Who was it who talked about collections? How the collections are always more interesting when they're gathered. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that comes up often. Oh, you yeah. know, don't spread it out around the house and then it has no impact. Mm-hmm. Put it all together on one tray or all mm-hmm. on one bookshelf. Oh, trays. Mm-hmm. I love we talk tray. trays a lot. Trays. trays are necessary. Gather your stuff. Gather. Then it's it's visually one item and not eight items mm-hmm. if they're all together on one tray. Yeah. I Bill Peace really talked about um, collections a lot and I really enjoyed what he said about it. It just, it was, it was just such a like authentic, simple, you know, kind of way for him to get to know the client and try to find a way to start the room. And he basically was just like, I sit down and I asked him like, what do you like? Do mm-hmm. you like, you know, hunting? Do you like skiing? Do you like, you know, old pieces of wood? Like, it could be anything. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Juju hats. Like, it doesn't have to be. I mean, if you collect chinoiserie, that's awesome, collection mm-hmm. chinoiserie. But if you don't want to collect, like, something that seems like a collect, it doesn't have to be a collectible, I guess. Right. It can just be. It totally doesn't have to be a collectible. Anything at all. Mm-hmm. It could be um, white vases. Yeah. And you could get them at TG Maxx. You know, and like a, a black bookshelf full of all different shapes of white pots and vases. Yeah. How cool and graphic is that? Or like seashells at your mm-hmm. 
you know, the beach you go to, you just bring home one every time mm -hmm. and then you just have this huge collection. I mean, I think that like, and Suzanne does collections so well. She does. She will put all of them on like one console or mm -hmm. something. Like her like Eiffel really Tower collection that yeah. she's been buying in the gift shops of Paris for the last, you know, however many years. And they're not fine. Right. You know, they're like $4 Eiffel Towers, but all different colors and all different sizes. And it just, it's a really cool graphic statement. And then Keith Arnold telling us how to arrange them in a pyramid. <gasps> oh, yes. Mind-blowing and helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. always make a pyramid shape. Yes, that was a good one, that too. That was good, right? Yeah, yes. helpful. And I, I use it. I find myself using that as I'm, like, pushing things around my house. Yeah. Just today when we were, like, doing these flowers over here, Taryn and I were making that little flower arrangement, and I was like, does it need to be, like, it's this pyramid looking? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's all um, practical. Yes. Yes. Uh, hanging art on winding, window moldings or and on your bookshelves. Yeah. That was Propping art up instead of hanging it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love – Karen, I was just noticing this, and I can't remember what room it is in your house, but you had a little easel, and I loved that. <gasps> the one that was, was so a French bulldog painting in the yeah. guest room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. where it was. Yeah. And so I think, I think the easel is such a – I don't know. undervalued. I've, yeah. They're undervalued. People don't understand how to use them, I think. I mean, they're cool because yeah. you can, whether it's a floor easel for something large or just something for a little tiny piece of art, yeah. mm -hmm. it really showcases that item. Right. In a it way. makes it like a spotlight kind uh -huh. of. Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes you don't, and sometimes you need the height. You know, you want to put something on a bookshelf or a console or something that's just a little taller than just yeah. leaning mm -hmm. it. And it's a good way to like layer art in front of art. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, it's a great way to yeah. do that. Also, getting hide into a room. That's something, too, uh -huh. people just, like, struggle with. They're like, why does this room feel weird? And it's because your nightstand's low and your bed's low and right. everything's low. Everything's and you at have four all this, feet. Yeah, and you have all this wall above, you know? Yeah. Hang things up well, high. Well, scale, I mean, scale is, like, huge. And yeah. I that is something in terms of art specifically that I feel like can go really Yes, wonky. go big. Yeah. Go big on your I own. always think bigger is better. <laughs> well, you know what? You get more bang for your buck when yeah. you upsize a piece of art. Um, you know, because yeah. a, a $200 piece of art and a $300 piece of, dollar piece of art, you're probably mm -hmm. getting, you know, 80% more art out of it or more bang yeah. for your buck. And I think also another bang one that we've talked about too and others have, I don't, again, I don't remember who. I just <laughs> have all these nugs. And right. Well, I guess nugs. Nugs. we could try to find yeah, it. Um, talking about bringing living things talking about plants in the room uh, bringing that life. living mm -hmm. and again mm -hmm. they give height to a room if you put something living that's taller in the corner and something and it does it makes a room feel alive with cut fresh yeah. flowers and living plants you know um stacy kunstall had a See, good little so like good. she had like four things that every yes. room because she's a stylist yes mm -hmm. she did and she had like four things that every room needs and i think one of them was like something living yes something glittery well, yeah shiny uh -huh. Um. Oh Lord, I'm gonna it? forget what the other ones are. But it was. Um, she had some rules for every photo oh, that she. She takes. likes to be able to see something outside. So if it's a window or a doorway, some way to just Looking like through. see into the yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. There was probably some others. I'm, I'm we sure can, if we, can we had add quizzes, you would you'd win. I would <laughs> lose this game because I can't remember all. I don't those have details, a great but they're good. Memory. These are good ones though. These are all things I feel like we're all using in our own Yeah, home. I feel like it's like Game of Thrones. I have to go back to the beginning and start over and listen to the whole thing again <laughs> like I did with Game of Thrones. Just make sure you download Karen. Don't stream it. Oh, okay. So you get the credit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I colored the books in my bookcase. <gasps> yes, Remember, that did? was from someone's tip too. I like took all my books out and like did it by color. Love it. Are you still living it with that, that way? Do you yeah. still love it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Can I, I just think of all the changes I have made from episode one to now in my own home mm-hmm. from like speaking to these, you know, professionals and just being like, that is so smart. Oh, my gosh. Why, why did I not do that? that? Yeah. Like this, like. You painted your whole brown room blue. I did. Yeah. How does, I just feel um, like summer subtle it. change. He loves it. It hasn't gone bad. It, cool. it made the whole room finally work. There is brown in there, but there's blue and there's the mustard. I have slowly infused that room into a gorgeous room, and it is still not perfect. Is and it the your leather, proudest? no, <laughs> the leather sofa is still there, guys. Well, and your brown hundred episodes in, leather sofa <laughs> is still there. That's but okay. our marriage is still there too, so it's good. That's yeah, that was that's the most part of the deal. Thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think on episode one, I wanted a new sofa, and I still don't have a new sofa. But you just ordered it. I know, but remember, I on episode one, I was like, I think I want green leather oh <laughs> you didn't mm. get the green leather no i got white yeah it's a little different <laughs> but i have ordered a new sofa see i should We've take all some before really... pictures yeah i have learned so much so Something much i feel like that we get asked a lot about and i feel like designers always seem to sort of shy away from this question which i think is so interesting is talk about trends right like mm-hmm. people ask us a lot like what is the next trend what should i have how do I avoid but being see, too that's trendy? That's why I think they avoid the question because, yeah, there are trends in interior design. There are trends in fashion and all that. And and we all like, you know, give a nod to it as we dress every day. But none of us are dressing full trend mm-hmm. head to toe. We're not those mm-hmm. people. Right. You know, and, um, and when you're doing your home, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, yeah, you can go into a home and it can feel very like 1985. Mm-hmm. And that's often because of the kitchen design or the countertop, you know, yeah. some of the finishings, uh, things or like that. Or it hasn't evolved since. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's yeah. exactly what you have to do. Like, that's why the trend, I, the idea of the trends thing, I don't know if they like it because it's, you really just want to feel what you're doing and stay current and, and not trendy. Right. But what are you in love with right now? What do you feel as a, as a, as a person living in the house? Like, I guess, are you trying to say that in theory – you should have something from almost every couple of years in the house. Like it should like, be constantly well, evolving like little bit wardrobe. by little bit. And that's right, what I was right? about to say. Like yeah. I still have button downs. I know that I had in high school, but it's a button down, and it's like right. it's, it's still like white subway tile. It's a pr- exact equivalent, right. right? Yeah, right. Like, but you're not going to still wear the same like shoots, uh, shoes, and boots no. and jacket. Yeah, you're going to you put new towels and yeah. a and a fun paint color with it. I feel really lucky because. Thank goodness you asked me to be on here because I've gotten a lot of free <laughs> design advice, you guys, that I've implemented in my house. And I think it's kept me from making a lot of mistakes. And I've, I have started to measure a little bit. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you feel like it has also made you more comfortable with taking risks? Um, yes, definitely. I would never have painted my basement glossy peacock blue, I don't think, a year and a half ago. You know? Yeah. I think 100%. Just, yeah. Just sort of was like, oh. Yeah, that, that's cool. I can do something different. It doesn't have to be what what all the rest of my house is. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Could do something because that's what I was thinking. I was like, this because we were just looking at some photos of your basement. We just recorded a little basement tour. Y'all can all see on our Instagram TV. And yeah, I feel like that was such a huge risk, especially with like the blue IKEA 
um, cabinets, lac- lacquered cabinetry, yeah. even like the tile. Like you took a lot of big risks mm-hmm. down there. Well, it looks so good. Funny, we had someone here the other day on the podcast, and she said, "Oh my gosh, I feel like this basement is your alter ego from your upstairs. Your upstairs is yeah, yeah, know, white and gray and neutral, and then the basement is not color everywhere <laughs> and like yeah. so many different colors too. Yeah, yeah. and it's fun because yeah. it's like another space. And yeah. it's not like that. Well, and to that point, Taryn, I feel like your nursery, you did all in black and white. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because you... Yeah, that was how long ago now? Yeah. it's Yeah. And your house is all color. Yeah. And to do that black and white. Yeah. No, I definitely... I I know I have been so much more like risk-taking. And I feel less of a, like a, this is the end if I don't, you know, like everything feels like, <laughs> An we'll try it. We'll yeah. try it. And if mm-hmm. it's not the key, I'll change it if I can't change it financially now change it a little later you know like yeah. it's i feel like everything's you know nothing is concrete i guess yeah i also feel like more empowered to do something different than what i've seen seen i guess is i don't know how to explain this mm-hmm. but like i feel like in maybe the years past i would have been like okay like i love photos that I've seen of like an all white house or you know mm-hmm. and I guess I would have tried more to emulate that but instead now I am more like okay what haven't I seen that, that would be like fun and mm-hmm. interesting and like different mm-hmm. well when and you hear these experts approaching it that way like what's the solution for this person not how do I make a beautiful white room yeah you know then that's how you get to a good room. Right. That's how you get to a really beautifully designed room that fits you. Yeah. Is what, so it, it shouldn't look like anyone else's. Yeah, 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 true. And I can't thank all the listeners who submitted the questions and all the wonderful advice you've also received. Again, free advice, as Karen has said. That's right. Yeah. Um, so please keep submitting. I, we just, yeah. all these designers know so much and know much more than the three of us. Take have advantage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. You yeah. all have some beautiful homes, and we hope yes. that this has really helped you and empowered you. Yes. Yeah. It's empowered us. Yes. Keep listening. We'll have we'll hopefully have another hundred yes. to come. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. Like, there are still – I still have some definite people on my, like, wish list. Oh, yeah. There's that a I was. million. Oh, my God. Yeah. We haven't even, like, scratched the surface. I love it. Well, oh. yes. Thank you to everyone that's listened and all of our guests that have come on the show. We're so grateful. And this has we been are. so fun. So hopefully we get to do, like you said, 100 more times yep. at least. At least. All right. All right. That That is our show. Karen, pop the bottles. Let's do this. <laughs> Um, please leave us a five-star review in your podcast app and uh, send your questions to podcastballarddesigns.net. Check out the show notes for this episode. We will link to all the different guests that we've mentioned. Check that out at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. Don't be. Don't forget to enable the um, how to decorate skill on your Alexa app. Did I get that right, Karen? I think so. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. And um, until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.